Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Side to an EP also featuring the wonderful Dustin for Smoke, uh, another great track. All proceeds from the sales of this EP will be contributed to Amnesty International in memory of the great man. Dan was in the studio in the morning, he heard about Andrew Ever was passing. In his words, the track Lone Swordsman is what formed that day. Andrew was a hero, a friend, and someone who regularly reminded us all how it should be done, not to mention the funniest fucker around. Let's hope the memories of him live on in the music.
Olivier Sound Machine with I Will Run and hot on the tail of that was Perfume by Logic 1000. Shout out to Buck Houston. He dropped that track on his podcast a couple of weeks ago. If you've not checked out Buck's show on Fresh Street yet, I strongly advise you to do so. More eclectic than a Grayson Perry wardrobe. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to stop talking rubbish and get stuck back into the mix. This is the Max Pask remix of Timothy Clerkin's Levitate.
Uh, you're listening to Fresh Soup. I'm Pete Carvel. I'm now joined by really a good friend of mine. Uh, one of my favourite people on this planet, in fact, Tom Hilliard, otherwise known as Hillfingers. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Hello, Pete. Thank you very much. One of your top people on the planet. And you've met like Zane Lowe and people like that. Oh, <laughs> you've got so much more chat than Zane Lowe, mate. You really have. Well, I can do his accent as well, you know. Just, you know, it's a little bit of bubbling bass from 1997. I prefer your bubbling bass line to Zane Lowe's as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, what's happening, Pete? Good to have you on the show. This is the first interview I've done for Fresh Soup. Uh, looking forward to getting stuck into it. I think we should probably tell people a bit about ourselves and how we met. And I think yeah. I met you back in Preston, back in 2001, would it have been? I reckon it was 2002. Just okay, okay. Into this because one of the tunes on my mix, I just had to Google it, and it was from 2002. And I remember buying it as a vinyl. Do you remember those? Vinyl? So, and it was just out, pretty much, and I played it as my last tune. I think that was almost probably the night I met you, and it's on this mix, so I'd say 2002. There you go. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Your memory's better than mine. <laughs> um, so yeah, your, your mix is superb. I listened to it in the car, and I've listened to it several times since. It's, uh, it's a really good first podcast. I really enjoyed it. There's some great tunes on there. I mean, the first, the first 15, 20 minutes or so has got a proper groove to it. I really enjoyed that. It's, uh, it's, it's the kind of music that just really want, makes you want to dance. It's, uh... What happens after 20 minutes? You didn't like it after that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know. That, that was the idea, to kind of get people's attention a little bit with a bit of housey stuff, bit by bit kind of move towards a little bit darker stuff. Not, not, not necessarily dark, because most of my tunes, even though they've got quite a big bass line, they're pretty, still pretty funky all the way through, really. So it's still stuff that you can dance to. So I suppose... You know, some of my influences, sort of drum and bassy kind of sound, garage and things like that. But I don't like that kind of style on its own. I, I like to mix it up with other stuff. And I think that's that's pretty much my style, really, in, in a nutshell. Is like, there's a certain sound, a bit of funk, a bit of bass, but mixed up. So you, you, you're always kind of on your toes, hopefully. You know, hopefully that's the way it be perceived. Yeah, I know you and I know your style. And I've heard you DJ at many a party and seen so many people dance and enjoy your sets. Uh, I'm going to say that again. I've seen so many people dance to and enjoy your sets. Um, so, and I really think that this mix is just a really good depiction of you as a DJ. It's great. Um, I think we have to talk about that intro as well. The intro is amazing. It's a little bit of a, a jokey thing of like, this is this is me. Bit of a weird name, Hill Fingers. So, say my name. Have a listen. Hope you like it. And I, I used to love acapellas. Once I worked out that all an acapella is, you know, think of the song in your head and the rhythm in your head and just play it over the top of any tune that you like and it applies to anything. So back in the day, I'd have a party full of people. Sometimes a lot of them would like they like Cheesy House and I'd play some dark bass line, but I'd put some kind of well-known vocal over the top of it. And then all the girls would get up and start dancing like, oh, I know this one. You know, so that, that was kind of the idea. And that's always, I've always carried that through. So it kind of allows me to play to a lot of different crowds, I think, sometimes. Work really well and giving you quite an identity. I think. I think when I think when we first met, you were playing a lot of breakbeat, and uh, um, I think your sound has moved on from that uh, over the years, hasn't it? And it, it now encompasses so much more. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, when I first started, kind of got into things like garage, drum and bass, bit of breakbeat, and I always thought house was a bit of a dirty word kind of thing. But over the time, I thought house is just it's a four-four beat, isn't it? Basically, so that you know, and, and there's a lot of Funky House, just little snippets of Funky House, Tech House, even Techno, really, that I absolutely love. I couldn't listen to two hours of Techno or maybe two hours of Funky House 
but mixed in together with all the other things I like, I think it it works well. It just keeps people on their toes. I do remember one particular memory of a 12-hour set that I did, four in the morning till four in the afternoon, and you know that hopefully that showed a little bit of my versatility. I, I didn't record it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, it did quite a big fail to try and upload. So they, they, they didn't have cassettes long enough in those. Oh, days, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been changing tapes every every couple of yeah every, every hour or so. <laughs> but I think that the the point is is that I think you know once I get going I can I can work through the gears kind of thing, different types of tunes. So you know I hope that comes across in this mix, even though it's an hour long and not twelve hours. Yeah, we, we met at a party called Dark Jams in Preston, and uh, there were a lot of good parties in Preston, not just the promoted ones. Uh, I remember hanging out with you at parties like the Laven Street and Christian Road parties that were very popular in Preston round about the early noughties. Um, I, I seem to remember Laven Street parties were so popular they even they even got a mention in Mix Mag at one point. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a there's a vibe going on there. To be honest, if I could build a nightclub these days, because I don't like massive nightclubs to be honest, the ones with like you know a thousand people, whatever. This was like maybe probably about 150 people in a house over four levels and. Every room had a different DJ in it. And to be honest, that's that's actually my perfect nightclub in a way. Something that's small enough where you can have a chat with everyone who's there, but big enough where you can you know you can choose what you want to listen to throughout the course of the night. Good memories from back then. Yeah, such a variety of decent music and decent people, wasn't it? And uh, spread across a few rooms. Uh, I think at this point we probably need to mention our mutual friend Morgan. I think he added to the silliness yeah. of the Raven Street parties. I think one standout yeah. memory of Morgan is him rocking up at four o'clock in the morning dressed as Papa Lazaro. <laughs> yeah, well, he was, he, he was, uh, he's always been an entertainer. He, ne- he never let us down. Our mutual friend Morgan like brings us on, really, because it's Morgan that you set up Dark Jams with, uh, where I met you, met you both. Um, and then we went on to do Toast in Manchester as well. The Toasting Parties in Manchester, we had a second room, which you were the main resident at, uh, playing your unique style. Um, but Toast also took us to Ibiza, didn't it? So... Um, me and you've certainly had some fun times in the deeper. Uh, we've had some fun times and some less fun times as well, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, so we, we've had some good times in a beef, but we've also had some quite bad times. Um, the one that I can remember the most, which, well, I could never forget it really. Um, we arrived in a beef about two in the morning, I think, and good old Morgan said, Yeah, just, uh, just, just knock on room 105 of whichever hotel it was. Um, no answer whatsoever. Um, kept knocking, no answer. Tried calling them on my phones, no answer. Had a little sleep on the beach, as you do in a hot country. Woke up minus all our baggage, basically, apart from it left a lot of my clothes. I don't know if that says a bit about my, my you know, my, my, my taste in clothes. But they, um, oddly, though, they took your boxer shorts, didn't they? That's right, yeah. They did. You, had, you had good taste in boxer shorts. Well, they were like MS, to be honest. I still like MS. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah they, they, uh, they stole both of your pairs of trainers, I think, because, uh, you know, obviously you can't travel without, you know, less than, less than at least two pairs. Yeah, they didn't steal my trainers. So I think I had a pair of flip flops and a pair of white trainers, and I offered them to, to you, Pete. Um, and you said, I don't really like white trainers. Because obviously you were into like, things that, you know, blue suede and green with yellow bits on them and stuff like that. So, you know, this is, this is the thing. Beggars can't be choosers, I've always said. But you've obviously never said that. But we got through it. I think we, I think we had a few mouthfuls of baguette, didn't we? And, uh... <laughs> well, we got sorted out by a few scousers, didn't we? Like, they were like, getting yeah. 20 euros. Do you remember that? No, no, exactly. That's it. That's, that changed our opinion of, of, of scousers forever, didn't it? <laughs> Honestly, has actually, but yeah, it was a yeah, it wasn't our best time in the beat, but we have had some good times as well. 
Um, I think one of the ones was when you you basically invited me out to DJ and I said I couldn't make it. But at the last minute, um, I just told work, right, I'm just going and see you later. And I went out and I was there that night, booked the flight about four hours before it took off. And because I'd just gone shopping at Morrison's, I had a 12-inch pizza, which I put in with my 12-inch records um, for some reason, because I didn't want it to, to rot in my fridge. And when I woke up in the morning, it was in the swimming pool in our hotel, so I don't remember how it got there. Definitely fun times that we had in those early Ibiza days, wasn't it? Yeah. It? yeah, so it's good to, to sort of reconnect, um, you know, the way things are at the moment. Obviously, not seeing you in person for a long time. Good to be on this, this new project that you've got. Um, so, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, it's, it's great to have you on board, and uh, I think I think the rest of the guys involved in the project have really enjoyed your mixes as well. Um, well, I'm I'm just working on the next one. Um, I'm just working on like a little bit of a theme for each mix. Um, it's a pretty light-hearted thing. Just mixing two records together sometimes not enough. But, um, <laughs> it'll be a lot of my mixes. You'll find that a lot they're quite different. Um, some will be a bit faster. Some will be a bit slower. Sometimes they might be a bit. Different. A bit more funky, a bit more chilled out. Sometimes I go a bit heavier, um, a little bit more into kind of garage dubstep, that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes I go a bit more housey, depends how I'm feeling. So I suppose that's that's who I am in terms of my, my DJing, really. You're never going to get two sets the same, depending on how you look at it. Or you could say that they're all the same because they're all different. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so... Away from yourself, I mean, what kind of influences have you had over the years musically and DJs-wise? Have you got favourite DJs that you look up to and, and standout records that you really relate to? And... Yeah, there's. I mean, in terms of DJs, it's weird because, like I say, because I've got quite a eclectic, I suppose you could say, um, taste in music. I've never actually spent a lot of time in any particular scene, so it's not like even though I used to love Garage, I never really enjoyed going to a Garage night and listening to that purely throughout the course of the night. Um, the same with a lot of styles of music, really. So I've kind of shifted between lots of different producers and DJs. Um, but I mean, I suppose if, if you can talk really generally, someone like Fatboy Slim is a bit of an influence just in terms of the way he puts his sets together and he, put, he plays loads of different stuff. Um, but in terms of producers, I love... Armin Van Helden's stuff's amazing. Um, and another producer that's uh, on one of the tracks on, on this mix is Copy Paste Salt. Um, and I love the fact that a lot of his tracks are, they're, they're all very different, but I, I kind of like the sound every time. And that's a little bit like me, I suppose. Another night we used to go to around about 2001 was Feel. Uh, in fact, one of Feel's residents, George Thompson's, doing a regular show for, for Fresh Soup. Um, what are your memories of Feel? I still love Feel. Um, again, not probably my, I suppose, my genre of music, but at the same time, I was at a stage in my life where I just, you know, I wanted, I, I loved like the vibe in Feel, and I spent a lot of time sort of in my, I suppose, late teens really, going to clubs in, in London, and it was my first time when I moved up to the north. Um, but, you know, people say that the North is more friendly than the South, etc., etc. I thought it was a bit of a cliche. But to be honest, the times I had it feel um, completely proved it, really. And I absolutely I used to have some great nights there. It was a superb venue as well, though, wasn't it? The amphitheatre really made feel. It was, yeah, yeah. And then it's uh, obviously converted now to an even more superb venue. But in other ways, actually, you, know, you could say I preferred it in its old kind of guise. Uh, now it's 
53 degrees it's cool isn't it but yeah i think many people would agree with that it's 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 yeah. certainly lost its soul since the days of the amphitheater yeah i mean I, th- I don't think you really get venues like that in, in general where you can it's like a tiered kind of almost like a football stadium and looking down so you've got people dancing in the middle but you've also got people high at the top and people lower down and yeah that's it's quite interesting actually because i haven't seen that in in many sort of nightclubs um and obviously it's, it's used for lots of other things you know as well as club nights but yeah some great some great many uh, memories from back then and you know the party used to really start at two o'clock when we went back to someone's house really <laughs> but i did used to love phil uh, love george thompson's sets as well yeah i did you know i used to really enjoy that night uh, in, in terms in terms of other clubs around the world what what are your favorite venues that you've been to as a as a clubber well, this is the weird thing because I'm a bit of an anti-clubber, even though I'm a clubber, but um, preferably someone's house, actually. You know, like, I actually enjoy just going to a crazy house party, but at the same time, I do, I've got some great memories from Stinky's Peep House in Leeds. Um, it's probably changed its name a million times since then. But I just used to love the fact that it actually felt like you were in someone's house that obviously had a licensed bar and, you know, it was, uh, it was running until about... I, th- I think I remember going there about six in the morning and leaving at six in the evening. So, you know, some interesting characters at that point, um, me, you know, myself included. But I, I just used to love that that kind of vibe. The, the smaller, smaller place. No, I wouldn't say the smaller the better, but up to a certain point, I would say that's true. And you know, even though I used to love Ibiza, I, I think me and you went to Amnesia one time in Ibiza, and it was something like five thousand people. It's a point in this. It's a bit too big. So I, I would say I, I actually prefer the smaller sort of intimate venues when you, you can sort of look around at everyone around you. Not saying you have to know everyone around you, but you, you know that you, you're all experiencing something quite unique because you're a smaller group of people. Uh, and I suppose that leads me to another time in Ibiza with you um, when you were DJing at Ibiza Rocks and the Arctic Monkeys were playing. I think it's around about 2009, something like that. And it was Arctic Monkeys playing to probably 250 people, which is, you know, unheard of really, at that, even at that time, because um, it's such a big band. They were always such special gigs, like, uh, just yeah. seeing such big bands in front of such small crowds made yeah. them really memorable. Yeah, I mean, some people, are, you know, like, some people love being in a huge crowd and feeling like they're part of it, but I personally, I, I probably, yeah, prefer a smaller crowd. So I'd, I'd say that the smaller venues have probably been some of my favourite ones over the years. Uh, right then, I'm going to play one of the tracks for your mix now. Um, do you want to introduce it? Yeah, well, there's a track that um, I've actually, it's uh, not that new, but I've discovered it recently. I love Dirty Bird Records, um, and this is it's called I Worked Hard For This, and it's by Dawley. Always a pleasure, Tom. Um, look forward to seeing you in person very soon. This is Dawley. I've worked hard for this. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has. He has worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> I work hard for this. 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 Uh uh, no, 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 you listen to me. I work hard for this. Dance, dance, my dance, my dance. 
business right here miss thing when you put me in no 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 when you no no but when you put me in though but when you gonna put me in though excuse me you know i work you know i work who it's him and then him and then him and then me it's my dance they nobody gets 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 my dance uh-uh, no way, not today, boo. Not today. place that you found this one it's a great mix i've been listening to it loads
squeezing an interview onto this show has meant it's uh, left very little space for more music. Uh, we're almost at an end now. You've just heard Gattacore Passion. Thank you so much for choosing to listen. Next month, we might go back into the mix, something a little bit more applicable to my own style. Um, I'm sure that's not the last of the interviews I do, though. I just need to learn to speak better English. Um, anyway, thank you so much. See you soon.